there's a lot of shoulds. Let's just put it that way. If you're always looking for information, there's a lot of things out there that will tell you what you should do, but really only you know what's best for you. You're listening to the Everyday as a Breakthrough podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Hummel. I'm here to invite you into living your most alive and aligned life possible. On this podcast, I'll be holding the mirror for your deepest truths and desires and giving you the permission and the power to not only follow your dreams, but to walk with firm trust in all of who you are and everything that you do. So if you're somebody who's here to live out your life's purpose and you're the kind of person who gets after it no matter what, this show is for you and I hope that you get the absolute most out of listening. Hello and welcome back to the Everyday is a Breakthrough podcast. I'm so excited that you're here and really looking forward to today's episode. I have Marta Geary here. I'm joining me today and she is a founder and editor-in-chief of Locally Well, which um, I'll let you sort of explain what that is in the podcast, but that's actually how I met. How we met is through going to networking events and through Locally Well in San Diego. So really excited to have you on the podcast today. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you, Jaden. So excited to be here today. And with my intro, I would actually just love to hear from you. What do you call locally well if you could just kind of explain to everybody what locally well is i didn't want to just sell it short by saying it was networking for wellness based entrepreneurs so i'll let you share what that is sure um locally well san diego is a local news company covering all things wellness and health here in san diego that's what we got our start with i was looking for like-minded folks interested in wellness. And, you know, San Diego is a wellness mecca. A lot of wellness trends start here. Um, When you think about the skating and surf scene, you think about companies like Viore and Blenders and so many more to name. Um, They all got their starts here in San Diego. So there's just such a culture for fitness, for health, for healthy living and wellness. And I also saw it as a opportunity to showcase what's going on here. And I couldn't believe that no one else was doing this beat yet. Let's say there's tons of foodie blogs. There's tons of like things to do blogs, but nothing really centered on wellness. So that's how it started two years ago. Um, started just sharing out what was going on around town. And that's how a lot of folks find us on Instagram at locally well, um, to see what's to find like-minded folks and gather together. Um, and then from that, I've met so many wellness entrepreneurs and business owners, studio owners, um, holistic practitioners, naturopathic doctors. And so it's also morphed into a collective, if you will. So we have meetups where we all get together, mixers. I host monthly mixers. And then also, like I said, we have the Locally Well Collective, which is a membership community for San Diego's wellness entrepreneurs. So it just is an evolving ecosystem. It's really me listening to what's happening on the ground and boots on the ground when I meet folks and what the community is really needing. And that's where we're at today. I'm so glad I let you explain that because there's mm-hmm. no way that I could have done it as well as you. Um, yeah. So it's so cool. I I just love that you did it. And it is it is shocking that nobody else was sort of doing that, like the hub of local wellness events, because there's so much going on. And I personally 
am so grateful that you decided to do this and share this because I've been able to go to, um, for those of you who've been listening to the podcast, you know, that I recently moved to San Diego from LA and I came down here and I run an online business, mostly online. And I was like, I need to meet people. And I immediately found locally well in your events. I think I've been to three or four of them and I've met so many people. So I personally am so grateful that you're doing this. And I love to look at your directory and see who's in your world. So, so awesome. We need this everywhere in the world. Um, I'd love to hear. So today on this episode, definitely want to talk a little bit about, you know, how did you get into Locally Well? What was your story with coming into this, coming into entrepreneurship, which we always like to, you know, share a good entrepreneurial story in the podcast. But also we're going to dive into going in person with things, right? Like this local community lens of connection or marketing or just, you know, existing in your world or your business. We're going to talk about you know, what like in-person marketing versus online and kind of the shifts that that we've seen. So we'll talk a little bit about that um, later in the episode, just for anyone who's listening, you'll get so much out of it, whether you're an entrepreneur or just somebody who's interested in stuff like this. So I would love to ask you to just sort of share how the heck did you get into doing this and being the founder and editor-in-chief of Locally Well? Sure. Um, I feel like my whole life has led to creating this. Um, I think a lot of people say that too, when they become an entrepreneur. Um, I've always been a creative person, always interested in spirituality and wellness. My first job was actually working at a metaphysical bookstore um, in the Midwest where I grew up. It was called Crystals and Wolf, owned by a Native American company who had an actual wolf. And so I was surrounded by, you know, that was my job. I would man the store in the middle of depths of January um, when no one would come in and I would just read all the books when it was the slow time. Well, wait, but where I've are you been, from? I'm from Minnesota. I grew okay. up in Minnesota. I'm Pennsylvania. Yeah. 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 Okay. So grew up just really curious, always a spiritual seeker and always had wanderlust. So that led me to travel abroad. I um, ended up living in Brazil and Australia. I went to university there and um, ended up co-hosting an alternative health radio show in Sydney, where I interviewed wellness practitioners around Sydney. This was before there were podcasts and everything. So I would run around with this like CD type thing, mic, and interview wellness practitioners. So it's something I've always been interested in. And then I got back to the States and decided to be responsible and pursue a kind of a corporate ladder Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you do, right? So found my way into marketing and climbed the corporate ladder. And um, in February of 2020, I was meeting with the CEO of the company I was working for. I was director of marketing and he was telling me I was a rising star and the future was bright for me and I shouldn't leave. You know, if I'm going to leave, I need to let them know immediately because they see great things for me. Right. Cut to six weeks later, we have covid and the entire business shuts down. So, you know, I'm a a consummate people pleaser. I've always been an A plus gold star student. So who am I without this identity that I've built for myself as, um, you know, the gold star student and worker. So I found myself kind of at an impasse and didn't really know what to do next. But uh, I think that was an interesting time for all of us where we 
some of us who are more intuitive really found ourselves kind of gravitating towards our gifts. And I started dabbling into some of that again. And it led me to wake up in the middle of the night with a download at 3 a.m. with the idea to create something where I could bring people together and and start kind of a blog idea. Um, and that that was how I found locally well. So wow. it, it all the things, all the tools I have, all the skills I've amassed over the years through my corporate jobs, through um just what I've always been interested in. And I thought, well, I'll just put that all together. And and that's how I got started. Wow. So good. And I feel so many parallels with that story too around the pandemic and I have sort of a parallel story there. And I'm so curious, how long did it take from the 3 a.m. download to getting getting it out, like writing your first blog post? So curious. Yeah, I woke up. I had to wait for my husband to wake up the next morning. And I was like, oh, my God, like this is what I'm going to do. And he was like, all right, like you need to chill out. And I... And I still was kind of like licking those wounds, if you will, to use a phrase of that corporate identity. And I really needed to go through that for a while. And I remember when I first started talking about locally, well, I would like tell people kind of like, this is what I'm doing. I would say it in a whisper and meekly share what I was doing. And I didn't know how to pitch it. I didn't know how to explain it. I didn't know how it was going to come to be. And but I worked with a former colleague, a graphic designer to kind of build out the brand. And I love building brands. Um, I love the structure of brand building and uh, content creation. So I just started doing it step by step. And also to mention at this time, I'm a mom too. Mm. So I've got two little ones that I was caring for during COVID. They were two and five. So it was a very busy time. And my husband was still working. I was, you know, we were blessed to be in a position where I could be off um, and caring for my little ones um, financially at that time too, which was very desperately needed. So my husband could, you know, continue with his work. So I really needed, and that's, to pause there for a second, that's what I've always been conscious of with building my business is I have to build it in layers and in a sustainable way that works for me because of my personal priorities with my family life. So I have I have a lot of ideas. There's so much I want to do, but I need to build it in a way that's sustainable for my energy levels and also for the people in my life. It's not just about me. So I always um, am conscious about my schedule um, and, and taking that all into consideration. So good. I love the way that you said that. I feel really expanded by that of building in layers and really being intentional of like, as right. Sometimes there, I had this thought come in this morning. It's not super original, but it was like, there's so, there's always more to do, like more ideas, more of this, more blog posts, more, 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 more. And then it's like, and there's also more peace, more time, more time with your family and in balancing that. So really good point. And I also just want to highlight the, I was doing an interview with somebody like this magazine interview and they asked me something about risk. And when you were saying that, you know, you had this job and it was seemingly so safe and they were like, we got you, you're a rising star, come with us. And then all of a sudden the next day, and I'm sure so many people listening are like, yeah, me too. You know, it was gone. 
it's just so interesting. And I just love to highlight that piece because I, so many people in the world, myself included, we're afraid to do things, right? Because if we have this seemingly safe situation in front of us and safety, you know, it really is to an extent an illusion and a risk if done well, is just taking a, you know, step in the direction that you want to go in. But I love to highlight these pieces because we really aren't always as safe as we think. Um, So I just love to highlight that. Um, I know a lot of people had a similar journey and feel that safety and that's holding them back from, you know, what they really want to do in life. So I know it's different for everyone, but always good to just see. Yeah. I think it also comes to with where you're at in life too. So Mm. I'm in my early forties now and, you know, when I started the corporate, corporate career path, it was because I I thought that's what I should do. And I didn't know what else to do. Um, I've always been a creative person, like I said, and actually the locally well was actually like the third blog I was trying to create. Like I've tried this before. Like it's (laughs) not, I've always tried to do my own thing before because I have so many ideas and I would also, I said to my my work friends or other friends sometimes it's like I was coming up with million dollar ideas for these businesses, you know, and, mm-hmm. and getting paid what, you know, a, a salary. And I was just getting frustrated yeah. because I, I knew I had more to offer. And most of the times with the jobs I had, every job I had actually in, in my corporate career was a new job. I stepped into a role that hadn't been created before. And so I kind of made it my own and made it bigger than it needed to be um, because I just had so many ideas and, and I loved that. Um, but then they didn't know what to do with me beyond that. They didn't know how to help me grow, how to help me move into the next level. And and so I think also too, some of us just don't fit into that mold and need to carve our own path. And so um, yeah. to use human design, I'm a generator. And so I have just ideas and energy out the yin-yang, I guess. To say. <laughs> so I just like, I'm always going, going, going. And so I need a, I need a channel to park all that creativity um, and to channel it really. That's so, a good way to say it. Yeah. I, yeah. It's so funny as you're saying that. I'm like, yeah, I was working in a, I guess, corporate. It was like Vermont corporate. So I don't even know what that means. But I was working in a pretty low paid salary position, growing TikTok. I'm like, yeah, I probably should have been making more than like... 13 bucks an hour. But I realized this one time I was working for like Pepsi and TikTok and huge brands. And I went on this one Super Bowl trip. This is just a a tangent in Miami. And I think I walked away from the trip with like, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks. And the thing that I had put together, they had paid like $27,000 for a tent, like just a little tent. And I was like, man, like I can't even ask for some of that. Like if I'm doing something and, and I always like to say too, for anyone listening, I don't think entrepreneurship is the answer for everyone, but it was the answer for me and where I was like, you know, right now, if I'm working on this big project and there's all this stuff, I could at least advocate, Hey, I, I put in a lot of time. Do you think we could reshift where the money's going or can I get a little bit more? But I remember feeling just so 
just kind of silly. I was like, I'm flying out to Miami. You know, I can hardly pay my bills for someone who's paying $27,000 for a tent that they're using for an hour. And I can't even ask for any of that money. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I'm out. So I kind of forget where I got on that. Oh, you were saying making million dollar ideas for other people. So totally relate to that one. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, let's get into locally well a little bit because it's so freaking incredible. So it was your third blog um, that you did. And I want to hear a little bit about how it shifted from into news and this news hub and blog into what it is today, because in my little mind of it, I really see it as a community and as networking and as all like this vibrant, like everyone's out in the world meeting each other. So how did you um, get from a local news hub to really bringing it into that, a blog into that? Yeah, um, I think the mission is primarily still the media company that is still the angle and what we do, um, blog and news and newsletter and podcasts and all that. Um, but it's just a an opportunity I saw. I saw no one meeting the needs of this community and bringing people together. So that's really where it came, came about. I actually went to a meeting for entrepreneurs. It was one of my first networking meetings I went to, and it had more spiritually um minded and wellness folks at it. And one of them was like, we need a mastermind. Um, like we, we need a community. And I was like, uh, oh, okay. Okay. I guess I'm the person. So <laughs> wow. it just was an ask. And um, it, over time, it opportunities just seemed to present themselves. And um, through the through the in-person meetings, then that's when it came evident that people were wanting actual guidance Mm-hmm. Um, so having my corporate background as well as I, I went to school for an MBA. Um, so using that knowledge, I know that I could morph into kind of a wellness business coach, if you will. So that's what the collective came to be our membership community where I can take time to actually get to know our, our wellness folks even better and even hear more of the needs um, that they're needing and, and serve them better through other services as well as um, just our advertising and marketing that we do with Locally Well. So yeah, it just it's about just seeing those opportunities and making space for them. Um, yeah. But really, it's all about what the community is needing right now. So good. Just, you know, listening and mm-hmm. creating really good way to do business. Um, I love that. It's just so natural. And I'd love to kind of hear about what you really do for local businesses and really what's in it for, you know, a local business to really get into doing local marketing, to be in this sort of community. Like what is that do for someone versus just being online. And the reason too, why I'm asking why in-person versus online is because I think we saw this trend over the last few years when I think it, it used to be a hybrid, like some people were maybe doing stuff online. I don't know. I wasn't. Some people were in person and we saw this trend where everything sort of went online and it is so easy and to quote my energy doctor, he's like, just because it's easy doesn't mean there's any energy there. It's not always the best thing. But we all sort of went online, a lot of people, 
And I'm not just talking about people who run businesses like me, like all sorts of businesses and companies went online. And what is the benefit to really coming back into local community from a, yeah, I'll let you, I'll let you take that. Yeah. I think the online was a necessity. I think what also people realized was just how to use this word lucrative, it could be because of economies of scale, right? So you can, rather than trying to market and bring a hundred people to mm-hmm. your little in-person event, you know, at a coffee shop or even just a hotel ballroom, people realized they could reach into people's living rooms pretty quickly through things like, um, like you have a podcast. Podcast is a really, really good way to build an intimate relationship with people. People think they know you because they hear your voice every week. So I think that's still valuable. I I think things that are online still have a lot of value, but there's something about that. You can't replicate an in-person meeting. I mean, like we have online dating, right? That came about because it was easy to like, you know, kind of scan the field, if you will, of possible, you know, person. But mm-hmm. then you got eventually you got to meet up, right? You get to see mm-hmm. if it actually works. Um, and then you realize, wait, that person actually wasn't what they said on their profile. And, you know, so, but people still meet in other ways too. They still meet at the gym. They still meet in, in bars and through friends. So there are values to both. I think people are zoomed out. I think a lot of people want the in-person. So if you're finding things are not landing, let's say you're launching an offer and it's just not landing the way it used to be, maybe thinking about how you can build that trust online through things, like I said, through a podcast or webinars, or maybe there's a short masterclass where people are getting to know you before a bigger purchase. So those are things to consider if you are an online business. And if you're in person, there's just something about that intimate community and connection that when people get into your energy field, that's unlike anything else. The folks that are actually in our membership community are people I've known in person for a long time. Mm -hmm. They've met me, they know me, they trust me. So I think there's just something just dynamic and magical that happens when you are together in one space. Yeah. And I think it it creates this, yeah, like I said, it's all about trust that comes from those interactions. Yeah. Yeah. An in-person connection can be instant. Like mm-hmm. you meet someone in your, I am getting so many thoughts, right? It's like you meet someone in person and it's instant versus something online might take a really long time to create could be years of like titration years of sort of getting to know you um, and then even sometimes to get to know someone for years online or months online and then go oh you know what actually maybe maybe that's not it or maybe that's not the you know the this place I want to go in my business or whatever because um, it really takes it can take a long time to to see somebody online so yeah and I'm really hearing that the balance is key with this as well. Yeah. I think it's about understanding what tools you need to, to have the outcomes that you're looking for, or just the feeling that you're trying to evoke with, you know, if we want to get into more less businessy terms. Um, I hear a lot from local wellness businesses because referrals are everything. If you're a Mm service-based business, which is a lot of what local, what, what, wellness businesses are, they meet with people in person. Mm -hmm. And so it all becomes about trusting and 
my friend recommended me to you. So I'm going to trust my friend, right? So a lot of those folks are reticent to be on social media. For one, they don't have the skills. They don't haven't been trained in marketing. It's the last thing they want to do. They're just like, I'm here to heal. I do not want to spend my time on TikTok and Instagram. This is the last thing I want to be doing. But I think people forget too that it's called social media, like for a reason. First of all, it's a free tool. Like back in the day, we used to have to pay, like, I guess people would pay for like classified ads to you know advertise their services, right? You have to pay newspapers, which is nothing wrong with the media model because that's our model too. <laughs> we, we make our money through advertising yeah. on locally well. Um, but that's how it used to be, right? Like you used to have to, now you have a free tool to tell everybody about what's going on. And so social media is a way to engage and talk directly to people who want to hear from you. They're following mm. you on purpose. Yeah. So that is already your people. And same with your email. That's the, those people have signed up to hear directly from you. They want to hear from you. Yeah. So I know it's hard and it's distracting and it's noisy, but if you can think about it and with a different intention about, oh my gosh, I get to talk to my people today. Like you get to, you don't have to do social media. You get to do social media and it's a great way to stay in touch with folks between those appointments, between the next time they come into your store you know, if you're a brick and mortar place, it's a great way to showcase what's new. Just come up with a different angle of excitement mm -hmm. and a way to just have fun and play play around and and really engage with folks who want to hear directly from you. Yeah. I love the way you said that of, you know, you get to show up, you get to talk to your people. Like how freaking cool is that? And it really changes things, you know, for me to hear you say that because I so resonate with the archetype of the person who doesn't really want to be using social media or marketing on it. Like I want to spend my time doing other things. And when I hear you say it that way, it feels less like quote unquote, like traditional marketing and more like, Hey, here's this really awesome way that you can just continue to talk to people, share whatever makes sense for you, because I personally get super bogged down with marketing. I mean, I, I think, you know, it's funny when I say that to people, everyone, if they're not a marketing expert, they're usually like, you're really good at marketing. And I'm like, no, I really, or maybe I'm good, but I don't, it doesn't give that much to me. But when I think about it in that way, it really feels a lot different. So hearing you explain it that way, just feels like such a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And you, and you can get distracted by like, use these 10 real hooks and use this trending out. Like just, just try and just use it for what it's meant for, which is talking to your people. The end, yeah. <laughs> like, or making good content and showcasing the new product you have in store. Like just start there. Like, don't worry about all that other, that's just add on. That's like the cherry on top of the marketing. Mm -hmm. Really at the end of the day, people just want to hear from you. Yeah. Right. And anyone like that's how I feel, too. Like if I think about who do I want to follow online or if you're listening to this podcast and you're marketing on social media, like I just really like to hear from people, like see what they're up to. A little little taste of maybe their updates or their business or whatever. But I mostly just kind of want to get a feel for their energy, which usually isn't in a perfectly aligned pose, though. Sometimes, you know, they can serve a purpose. 
Yeah, 100%. I'd love to hear too, what else you do um, for people. I know you have, you help people with marketing at Locally Well. Um, What else is it besides, so there's in-person networking, which we talked about, email, social media. What else can people be leveraging and, you know, just finding out about to market and share their business and the local community in a way that feels good. Yeah. So um, having that marketing background, I help folks with any part of their marketing and business strategy. As I said, Instagram is not a strategy. Um, It's a tool. (laughs) So it might not be the tool you want to be on. Uh, Maybe, maybe we talked about podcasting. That's another Mm -hmm. thing. So it's identifying what your goals are and then mapping your strategy to that. So I'm really big on messaging. If you don't have a solid messaging platform, the content creation can get really muddied. So messaging is about, you know, who we're talking to and when and what our core messages and what we stand for, all of those things that come into marketing. So I'm really big on working with folks on that because then it just becomes easy after that. You know what your, this is a marketing term, content pillars are, you know what you're going to talk about every day. And it just makes it clear when you're writing your content or even with your just using chat GPT, you can be more, you know, pointed with your prompts. So I really like to start there. Again, I talked about before in building my layers of my business, I like to build a good solid foundation when it comes to marketing. And then from there, you know, there's always the tactics, right? I help people with social media um, tips and tricks. I've done social media for, um, yoga instructors and life coaches and things like that. Um, And then what I really am big on is partnership marketing. Um, So what that means is leveraging other audiences and doing things together. I'm really big on collaboration. So um, that's what we do. We always partner with local wellness spaces to host our in-person mixers, because I also want to bring people to different parts of the of San Diego to see what's, you know, a new yoga studio they could check out. It also helps out the local businesses, which is what we're all about. Um, and then we also are expanding our audience, right? Because we're advertising together with uh, doing a joint thing. So everyone's all about the collabs. You see it all yeah. the time on Instagram. And that's because you're, you're maximizing your audiences together. So rather than advertising to just say, let's say you have 5,000 followers, right? You partner with another business, they have 10,000 followers. All right. Now you've maximized, you've doubled your your reach, right? So the more opportunities you can have to collaborate together, the better. And also what I see a lot too in the wellness space, and I think this was a result of COVID and also a result of our individualistic capitalistic society. Love that for us. (laughs) Love that for us is that we have been pushed to be solo entrepreneurs. Yeah. There is an attraction to that. I'm a very independent person. I love freedom is very important to me. I'm an Aquarius son. So I like doing my own thing at my own time, but at the same time, it's hard to go it alone. And mm-hmm. um, when you're a solo entrepreneur, you think, Oh, I'll just do all the things. And then you don't realize, Oh my God, this is just so much work. Right. So one example I, I use is if you're a nutritionist, right? You're working on one part of the wellness journey. You might have somebody who's really struggling with mental health issues. 
right? The nutrition can help. Like if you, you know, you can help heal their gut and that can help their overall mood. Right. But they're really struggling and they actually need counseling and that's not your role. You know, you're not a trained therapist. Well, why don't you have a referral partner that's already in check? You've got, a, you know, you, to use an old term Rolodex, you've got your, I don't know, your contact list of vetted providers that you know and trust and have contacted with through networking events in person. And you have an agreement set up with them and you pass along this referral, maybe you get 5% of their first visit or something as, as a nice referral fee and same with that person. So how can you work together to, because you know you're, you can help your clients along their journey that way by amplifying, you know, combining services with another provider yeah. and you're helping each other out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're just so focused on, oh, I've got to do all the things for Instagram. I got to do all the admin stuff. Could you guys hire a VA together and sh- split the cost? You know, is there other ways that we mm-hmm. can do this instead of just doing it all by ourselves? So that's another big thing that I'm really um, big. I went into more of like the operation side of things, but that I'm comes down to for you know, it right now. <laughs> yeah. The event marketing is one thing. That's the, you know, external piece, yeah. but internally, what could you guys pull things together? Can you share a co-working space? Can you share uh it's kind of like when moms share a nanny, right? You have a nanny share for both your kids um, to save the cost, but you have that personal childcare that you know and trust. Can you do that with a VA? Like rather than recreate, you're not trying to recreate a corporation, but are there ways that we can pull resources together with trusted other entrepreneurs rather than trying to recreate every single thing on our own? Yeah. Oh my God. So good. I'm having so many (laughs) ideas like flying through my mind, Right? right but it's so, you know, what I'm hearing too is I think of, you know, Gay Hendricks, like zone of genius, which I kind of have my own thoughts on that. But basically it's like, do it's permit what I'm hearing from you is permission to really like hone in and stay in your lane and focus on what really works for you rather than, you know, when you alluded to the like capitalistic, like individual solopreneur, you know, instead of trying to do things or I'm, it can be so easy because we are good at so many things, right? It's like if if someone walked off the streets and was like, could you help me eat healthier? I'm like, yeah, like here's some lettuce, here's some salad. Like I, you know, I've, I've eaten healthy. Like we all know, we know so much, but the benefit of really staying in your lane, staying in your craft, using or partnering with, having relationships with people who can complement your work, sharing things, it's just so much more nutrient rich and sounds so much more enjoyable and abundant. And, you know, what I'm really hearing from you is permission to really get clear on your messaging or your work and really stay in your lane and utilize the whole ecosystem of other people around you. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what we need to move away from, you know, the traditional capitalistic society of me, 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 mine, mine, mine. It's like moving to a collective work approach that I think we all want. So people crave this in-person connection as entrepreneurs too. And like I said, that's why we started the, we have in-person meetups as well as online calls. Um, Online calls are convenient. Um, We do deep dive workshops and goal setting calls, but we, I insisted we meet in person because of that need. And, and from that, 
every time we have these mixers too. Oh my gosh. I just love, I know collaborations are happening in real time. I see it. I see people exchanging ideas. And then from that, people have had workshops together. They've started ventures, like it's all happening. And so, you know, so get out of the house, (laughs) find some (laughs) like-minded folks in your area and, you know, set up a coffee date, start a book club. I mean, there's so many ways that you can meet your person and then maybe you use try something too, and it doesn't work out and that's okay too, but you've tried that opportunity out. And, and if you want to just stay solo, that's awesome too. But that's where you're at with like your energy and you're like, not ready, you know, to welcome others into your world too. like honor that you don't have to go out and host 12 million meetups um, to grow your business. There's other ways too, like we were talking about. So it just, you yeah. know, just trying different things, I think is key too. Yeah. So a good point too, about, you know, if you're not into it, don't worry. And I'm, I'm curious, I'm having a thought on this, but I'm curious what you think about, I'll just say what I'm thinking and then ask you what you think, but I find that there could possibly be some value in the beginning of, you know, maybe not doing certain I I look back to my um, experience and I think it was really important for me to find my voice and find my work and find my messaging before I remember trying to do some collaborative workshops and things early on. And I kind of felt like I was swimming in the sea, but didn't really know who I was yet. So there might just like everything else in life, you know, be certain times where you're really ready to, you know, jump on and be collaborative, or maybe there's other better ways to collaborate in the beginning. I'm curious if you have any thoughts on that or what you've seen from the businesses who you've worked with. Yeah. I think just kind of reiterating what I said with my personal experiences, I started out just very gingerly building. I didn't really know. I was scared. Um, And like I said, building it in layers that worked for me energetically. So I, I tend to want to understand everything kind of before I launch. So um, just knowing that about myself um, and you're never really ready. It's kind of like anything in life. You're never really ready. You just got to do it. So, yeah, I think it's just listening to your own personal. There's a lot of shoulds. Let's just put it that way. If you're always looking for information, there's a lot of things out there that will tell you what you should do, but really only, you know, what's best for you. Totally. And always just listening to that. And so much of what we're talking about today just feels so natural. It's like connect, partner with people who make sense, listen to yourself. It's all so primal. That's what I I love about connecting to what really makes sense, what is really easy. And that's community and connection. And, you know, for those who listen to my work, I talk a lot about community being, I mean, it is a biological imperative. Connection is a biological imperative. We literally die without it. And it's just the fastest way for us to heal and expand and grow. Like it's so primal to do things in this way. Yeah. And I also think about the hard times too. I've seen, I think we think about everything as so immediate, but when you're building these in-person relationships with other business owners, with other um, practitioners, is that they will be there for you. It's a long-term build. Like you might meet them once, but then you meet them again. And then you meet them again, just like building uh, when you're dating someone, like you just keep running to the same person and then maybe you go out for coffee and then 
see where things go from there. Same with building friends and same with building work friendships. Um, it takes time. And I've seen a lot of businesses that, you know, really struggled during COVID, but people who had strong communities who had those connections have been really uplifted. There was a sustainable um, active wear um, clothing line business um, here in San Diego, and they lost their everything in like a fire. But people rallied around that family and, you know, lifted them up and they're back and running now. So, you know, I think community um, is everything. We learned that during the pandemic and um, it really matters for your business too. Yeah. Like we're only as strong as our community and the people. I, you mm-hmm. know, it's funny you're from the Midwest. I think about, I think about being on the East coast in the winter and I'm going to say what I'm saying without like throwing any shade at California or the West coast. Cause I love it here, but it's so interesting in a place like Vermont or a place where it gets really cold in the world. You have to know your fucking mm-hmm. neighbor. You mm-hmm. have to, and you better smile at them at the grocery store because you don't know when like your pipes are going to freeze or when you're yep. going to be the one at like, you know, 1am shoveling out your car and your hands are like freezing off. And it's so interesting as, um, you just have, you have to form that community because there's more of that survival component where it gets cold. And, you know, I think sometimes we forget that. I was talking to my partner um, last night, just about us having all the apps on our phone, like back in the day, which wasn't really that long ago, you know, when you'd go on a vacation or a long trip, you printed out directions. If you didn't know where you were going, you had to pull over and ask a human like, Hey, where's whatever road, or if you got a flat tire, you had to walk to the end of the road and, and flag someone down. And we just don't need quote unquote need to do that as much anymore. So I think we can kind of get caught up in the lucrative solo capitalism kind of mindset um, because we, we can. Yeah. And also that pride thing. I come from the Midwest. Like we talked about that too. And there's this DIY mentality. Oh yeah. I'll just do it myself. It's this very prideful, like I can handle, I can build my own shed and I can fix these things. Right. I, well, personally, I can't do any of that, but there's that, like you're saying (laughs) that that rugged survivalist mentality, right. Um, That's there. Um, And, and so that kind of isolates us too, when we think, And also like we've been taught maybe that asking for help is a weakness for me. I really struggle asking for help. Um, I have that. I'll just, I'll just do it myself kind of thing. So then we put so much burden on ourselves too. And then we burn out because we're not asking for the support that we really need. So it really is the key to a successful business is knowing when to ask for help, building that support system that, trust you. And a lot of times I hear from entrepreneurs is it's not your friends and family. They don't understand what you're doing, right? They say like, how's your little blog going? You're like, okay, thank you for that patronizing comment. Thanks so much. So it's other people who are doing what you're doing. You know, they get it, they understand, um, and they can help you and maximize, like we said, your reach, maximize your business and extend your network even further. Yeah. So good. And I would just love to hear, um, I'm sure people are listening to this and they're like, how could I, what's my possibility? Like, how could, you know, like the gears are starting to spin. And I would just love to hear if anything comes to mind, like what's one of the coolest 
things you've seen evolve like through this whole thing that you do maybe like a really cool partnership or like what's what's something that you've seen happen that's pretty awesome oh gosh cool thing I mean I just love where we're moving in terms of wellness I think sometimes too a lot of people are doing so much like what we were I was joking with one yoga instructor um friend and she's like it used to be just come to yoga class and then it became yoga and sound healing and then it became yoga breathwork sound healing cacao and then it became yoga breathwork sound healing cacao cold plunge sauna and I was like you're right like so I think there's a lot of attempts to do something crazy and something wild and I have seen a lot of really awesome events and collaborations but there's also something about just doing what you do really well just like like we were talking about earlier, just to stay in your lane and just deliver that service, just be the best you can be at that. You don't have to do all these 12 million other modalities and get certifications and all of these things. Um, So I know that's probably not the answer you were looking for, but I also feel like if there's something that you need to create, it'll come through and and be something that needs to be there for the collective. But yeah, to my point is just do what you do really well too. I love that. I love that. So good. So important. And um, yeah, let's, um, I don't know if there's anything else that you feel like you want to say before we kind of wrap it up and let people know how they can get in touch with you and everything. Is there anything else that, you know, you wanted to say while we're on this topic for anyone who might be listening. And I just want to give people permission to pause and to give yourself some grace and that entrepreneurship is really challenging. And a lot of the times it's promoted as a overnight success, but what you didn't see was the two failed businesses or the late nights or the, um, Sometimes people have years of experience before they launch their own business too. So you don't see all that. And so I think just to stop the comparison game and to focus on where you're at right now in your energy and just to honor how far you've come too is really important. Um, I am a big proponent of, there's something called that we have all all have our to-do lists, right? But what about your to-da list? At the end of the day or at the end of the week, have you looked back at what you actually did that week? Because when you're a solo entrepreneur, the list is like never ending because you always have something else to do. But did you actually look at how far you've come and celebrate the journey that you've been on so far? And like the kind of like the connections you've built, the people you've connected, like the world you're creating around you, like truly honor that and be grateful and and celebrate yourself for what you've built. So yeah. so good. And I know my Tada list is big, especially because I've been going to so many of your events and like so much cool <laughs> stuff has been happening. So I can look back from the last even just few weeks and be like, wow, I've got a pretty big Tada list. I yeah. love that. And um yeah, such a such a good piece. I am 100% certain that whoever is listening, as you're listening along to this, that you're gaining so much. I've gotten so much from just 
chatting with you. So I'm definitely curious to hear what has come through for anyone listening. And I would also love for everyone to know where they can find you. I know you're local to San Diego. Do you have to be in San Diego? Does everyone have to move to San Diego? Because it's not a bad place to be. I let people know where they can get in contact and all that. Of course. Yeah. So um, I'm. Uh, we're on Instagram at Locally Well. Um, our website's locallywell.com for all the San Diego news. We also have a San Diego wellness business directory. So if you're a local business, you can add your listing for free. Um, but yeah, it, I'm also launching Locally Well Marketing. So that's coming in 2024, where I'm actually going to be offering these marketing coaching services and strategy sessions for folks um, so I'm going to be booking that soon. Um, so if you're interested, you can just go to the locally well handle and send me a DM. I'd love to hear your takeaway that you got from today, like what really resonated with you. And we can set up a call to talk more if you're wanting to work one-on-one in person where I can help you map out your um, local marketing strategy, as well as your partnership marketing strategy with local brands um, and other fellow businesses that you should get connected with. And I can do that with any city. It doesn't have to just be San Diego. Cool. That was my next question. Amazing. Um, definitely recommend guys for anyone listening to this, like for sure, follow locally well, reach out, um, get connected and just see what's possible for you. And the biggest thing I'm taking away from this episode is just the primal connection of community, like doing what really feels good to us, being in community, like God, this is so primal and we overcomplicate it. I'm, I'm going to keep remembering what you said about yoga and, you know, that it was yoga and it's this and that and this and that. And in any other, you know, industry too, or like, let me tack on more, more value or more things or see like what can do it. And I've personally, you know, been so expanded recently by people who are just so honed in on their craft. And I've been moving around the world and just noticing people who they just do this and they just do that. And it feels so safe and and so clear. And, you know, of course you can do other things too, but I'm really taking away that little piece of permission. So thank you. You're welcome. Well, thank you for having me. And I, I could talk about this for hours. Um, and I think we will too, when we meet up next time too, Yeah, <laughs> the sparks always fly. Totally. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I got so much from it. And again, I would love to hear from anybody listening um, what you took. So definitely make sure to, the easiest way to do it is share the podcast episode on Instagram and tag both of us. If you want to share any takeaways that you have from this, we would love to hear from you. And Marta, thank you so much for coming on here and for, for being in creating locally well. Thanks, Jaden. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please share on Instagram and tag me. I can guarantee it will make my day to hear from you. If you want to stay in the loop for future episodes, make sure to subscribe. And as always, if this episode made you think of someone you love, or you know someone who would benefit from listening, please send it their way. You never know how you can impact someone's life. Until next time.